I want us to know that in the next couple of days, it is important for us to set our expectations. Because the Bible says, for surely there is an end, and your expectations will not be cut off. What you expect, what you experience. It is almost impossible for a man to experience more than that which he expects. And so as a way of foundational laying tonight, we've already been given an expectation card that was at a crossover. I was still going to be praying over that. But much more than what you have written in the expectation card, I want your heart to be set tonight, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, and at the finale on Sunday. Because one thing I've come to understand about God is contact with him and remain the same the bible says as many as appear before god in zion he says they go from strength to strength i don't know what that weak area of your life is but i pray for you tonight that you'll be strengthened in the name of jesus i want us to understand that words are powerful words are god's instrument of transformation in the beginning the bible says that everything was in a state of chaos the earth was without form and you see when god wanted to introduce a change into everything he saw god did not perform physical gymnastics as it were the bible simply said or told us that god said god said and god kept speaking until he got to the point where he said or where the bible says that and everything that he has created was good and so I want us to understand that in this season, we're going to be speaking words. The Breakthrough Festival is characterized with prayer, the word, right, and the declaration of our faith. And we're going to be doing that all through these five days. In Genesis 41 and verse 13, the Bible says, And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was. Now the background of this story is that in the preceding verses and chapter the baker and the butler of the pharaoh the bible says they had a dream and joseph noticed that they were sad their countenance was sad so he walked up to them and he said why are you sad and they told him that oh we had this dream and he interpreted the dream now look at what happened because after then the dreams you know came to pass exactly joseph in the way joseph interpreted it and he was narrating the butler he was narrating that experience to the pharaoh two years later and he said it came to pass as joseph interpreted to us so it was me he restored unto my office and him he hanged you see when i read it i was just like but it wasn't joseph that restored as it were the butler to his office and it wasn't joseph that hung the baker but this guy had an understanding of what happened because by reason of the interpretation the interpretation of joseph determined their experience how did joseph interpret by speaking words how did he put the butler back in his office by speaking words how did he hang the baker by speaking words and so i want us to understand that the words that's going to be coming to you in these five days they are not just mere words they are words that have the capacity to turn your life around 
and I decree and I declare that the same way you came to this breakthrough festival will not be the same way you live in the name of Jesus. You will look at every area of your life and you realize that nothing has been missing and nothing has been broken in the name of Jesus. You know, in First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 8, the Bible says God is able to raise up the beggar from the dust, or maybe they don't give there about. It says, and to place them among the princes. Yeah, it said, he's able to raise up the poor out of the dust and lift up the beggar from the dungeon to set them among the princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. I decree and declare over somebody tonight that your lifting is here. The year 2022 will be your year of unusual lifting. In the name of Jesus, your head will be lifted your ends will be strengthened room will be created for you in the name of jesus somebody can hear what i'm saying i said room is going to be created for you in the name of jesus this year you will not miss it this year you will not miss it in business you will not miss it in your career you will not miss it maritally you will not miss it financially you will not miss it your steps will be ordered your decisions will be precise in the name of jesus so in my second in this truth festival, I'm going to be speaking to us on what I've titled the cardinal requirements for impact. God's word to us as a church is that the year 2022 is a year of double impact. It says that if a trumpet makes a certain sound, no one will call himself to the battle. And so it is important for us to have an accurate understanding of what God has promised us in this year 2022. And to know how to position ourselves in order to walk in the reality of the prophetic word. Because one thing I've come to realize is many times people receive the prophetic word, but it never becomes their reality. Not because God is not faithful, but because there is a missing link. And oftentimes that missing link is that people don't know what they need to do in order to manifest that which God has promised. You see, if there is ever a failure, as it were, in the promises of God, if the problem is never from God's side, it is always from our side. And that's why I love what Apostle Paul said on his way to Damascus when he had that encounter with God. And the Bible says he fell from his horse and he saw a blinding light. The first thing that came out of his mouth was that he said, Who are you, Lord, and what would you have me do? Who are you, Lord, and what would you have me do? Why? Because he had an understanding that there is something to do. There is always a what to do. Many believers know they are supposed to be prosperous. Many believers know they are supposed to be the head. Many believers know that they are supposed to do well in life. But many times, people only know what the promise is. They don't know what their own part is. And that's why I think it's Acts chapter 2 or chapter 3. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, when the people began, the disciples began to speak in other tongues. And everyone could hear them in their own language. The Bible says the people came to the apostles and they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? There is always a word to do. As simple as salvation is in receiving Christ, there is still a word to do. For instance, being a member of a church does not make you saved. The same way sitting down in a garage for 10 years does not make you a car. Coming to church will never make you a believer. The Bible says with the heart man believes unto righteousness but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Is it that simple? Yes. If I don't do it, will I be saved? No. That's why the Bible says don't let your mind be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
We live in a time and in a generation where people are beginning to believe that the more complex something is, the more deep it is. Nonsense. You never see that. Even the people, the intellectuals, and the simple-minded in the days of Jesus, they understood what he was saying. If you have to carry an encyclopedia, thesaurus, you know, Greek interpretation and Hebrew before you understand God's word, somebody is off course. Jesus didn't have to speak so complex for people to understand. And the Bible says everyone had him gladly. They had him gladly. It doesn't have to be complex, but you must do it. You see, <laughs> the fact that it is simple is what makes many people take it for granted. They say, oh, is it that simple? And we live in a part of the world whereby, you see, sometimes people tend to believe when you put them under strenuous condition. For instance, if you say for your life to change, all you need to do is, you know what? Uh, bring 10 gallons of oil. <laughs> and we are going to go to the top of the mountain. That mountain is 150 steps. People will believe more. Than to say, you know what? Every day, make sure you declare God's word. As much as many times as possible. If you can do it three times in a day, just make sure you do say, Is it that simple? Yes, it is that simple. But you must do it. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying this evening? Hallelujah. So we are in the days I want us to realize. You know, this morning while I was preparing, the Holy Spirit said something to me and I wrote it down. I'm going to say it to us. He said we're in the days where spirituality will begin to pay off and place men at an advantage. Somebody didn't hear what I just said. And I'm going to explain it to us. You know, the Bible tells us about Joseph. You know, for many years, I thought that the only reason why Pharaoh, you know, made Joseph prime minister was because of his competence and administrative skills. And that is valid. Because the Bible says when they brought Joseph before Pharaoh, after interpreting the dream, the Bible says that then Joseph said, you know what, for the next seven years, let's start 20% of the abundance that we are about to experience as a nation, so that the law of compound interest can set in. You see, but there was something that Joseph had that that card that he played before he put in play right his administrative skills. That is deep spirituality. Because the Bible says all the magicians, all the astrologers of Pharaoh, the Bible says that none of them could interpret the dream until Joseph showed up. Until Joseph showed up. And Pharaoh said something in Genesis chapter 41. If the media can have it up, put it on the screen. Genesis 41 and verse 38. Genesis 41 and verse 38. I'm going to read 38 to 41. He said, And Pharaoh said unto his servant, can we find such a one as this? A man in whom the spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and according to your word, shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will, you be, will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. But where did that start from? It was from verse 38. He said, can we find a man in whom the spirit of God is? So what attracted Pharaoh was not necessarily the administrative skills. It was in the fact that it said on the inside of him was the spirit of God. Did Joseph fall down? When he appeared before Pharaoh. No. But he understood that for this guy to come to that place of superior knowledge. 
there is a spirit that is driving it if the people around me who are magicians astrologers people that could consult the realm of the spirit if they could not get this interpretation and this young guy was able to do it there was something on the inside of him that is driving it and the Holy Spirit said to me, He said, the time is coming, and it is coming soon, that multinationals will begin to hire people solely because of their contact with the realm of the Spirit. I don't know how soon it's going to happen, but He said it, and I'm saying, you know, it sounds important that they'll just hire some. <laughs> Let me tell you, that time is coming. That time is coming. That time is coming. So this is not the time to just, you know, play truancy with your work with God. You know, just like i've said a couple of times in this house sometimes when people look at the average believer who is walking closer to god and they begin to call them names pastor church boy people actually say no no i'm not a church boy are you a shrine boy they should be proud when they say you are a church boy it simply means they are saying something about you that they are not seeing in every other person am i making sense now the fact that they are calling you a pastor does not confound you a calling is somebody hearing what i'm saying because some people are led by the voices of men you know i grew up hearing proverbs like the voice of human beings that is the voice of god you better ensure that it is not the voice of men that leads you you know they said concerning absalom after absalom died they said absalom that we made our king is dead because it was not god that anointed him king they made him king and he died <laughs> praise the lord so i'd encourage us in the last couple of days we've been fasting and we're wrapping it up on the 21st uh, um on the 23rd right that's on sunday you know 21 days you know so things like this is should not just be a one-off is somebody hearing what i'm saying you see one of the things that when you engage yourself in spiritual practices and your heart is in it one of the things that happens is you become more spiritually sensitive hearing god is not the you know responsibility exclusive responsibility of preachers it is the responsibility of every believer joseph was not a preacher daniel was not a preacher esther was not a preacher but these guys survived in godless environment simply because they could hear god because they could hear god so someone is in a corporate environment or you are in business you're saying ah all those things for pastors or me I, I just want to make money let me tell you this the higher you rise you can get riches by labor wealth is spiritual that's why the bible says riches develop wings and they fly away like an eagle you see that in the book of proverbs throughout this year we are reading proverbs every month if you've been reading it or if you're going to read it you'll come across that scripture it says riches develop wings wealth does not develop wings because if you take away everything a man has if he's truly wealthy he can reproduce it you know i've always had one of my mentors say that if you take away everything he has if he moves to another city he can replicate the same thing within a year you know i used to hear it years ago but i saw him do it live under a year everything he built in 17 years under a year he reproduced it because it came from the inside of him is somebody hearing what i'm saying you see this is not the year to take with levity your work with god this is not the year this is the year to ensure that your ears are close to god's mouth this is the year to which you see let me tell you this you need to hear god's voice and his leading in every area of your life where to invest your resources the fact that they are saying forex is selling does not mean you should put your money there the fact that they say everybody's making money from crypto and nft does not mean it is for you 
Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You see, you need to understand that there is a way. Scripture says, there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the Bible says, the hand thereof is the way of destruction. You must know the way in which God is leading you. Now, am I saying those platforms are wrong? No. But you need to ensure that before you take that step, the Spirit of God, right, is in partnership with you. So, if we're talking about impact, what does it mean to have a life of impact? What does it mean to experience impact? And what is required for you to live a life of impact? Firstly, I want us to understand that the person that we are using as a reference point in this discourse is Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4 to 6, the Bible says, According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be only and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. You see, Jesus lived and died over 2,000 years ago. Yet, his impact is still felt in this age and time. And the Bible says, I think it's Romans 8 and verse 29. The Bible says that God has, you know, has, the, the calling upon the life of every believer is so that we might be conformed to the image of his son. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. What that simply means is that God sent Jesus to the earth as a template for every believer. So if Jesus lived over 2,000 years ago and is still being referred to till date, you and I can live the same life. We can live in the same dimension. You see, history as it were even revolves around him. That's why you have BC. That's why you have AD. BC, the world calendar revolves around the coming of Christ. That's why you have BC. BC means before Christ. AD means what? It's not after death. I know there are so many. <laughs> AD means Anno Domini. Anno Domini is Latin for in the year of the Lord. In the year of the Lord. In the year of the Lord. So history literally revolves around his existence. Oh, somebody can say because he's the son of God. Do you know that it is almost practically impossible for you to hear a message, a full gospel, without referring to one of the things Paul the Apostle wrote? That's impact. That's impact. That's impact. That's impact. And let me tell you this, that same call is upon every one of us. As long as you are a child of God, the Bible says that he has predestinated us. I know in this part of the world we believe in predestination. But when many people think about predestination, the only predestination that comes to their mind, especially the average Nigerian, is when things are not working, they say, ah, that's how I chose it. Why will I choose something negative when I'm coming to this world, when something is not wrong with me? But you see, the predestination the Bible talks about is that we have been predestinated to be conformed, to be like Jesus. It simply means when you see how Jesus lived, you can say that this is also for me. You see, that's why I don't understand the people that say that Jesus, right? They even teach it and say that, you know, Jesus, when he was on earth, he was poor. How? How? How was he? There is no scriptural reference to that. When people say, oh, you know, because when somebody came to him, he said, oh, birds of the air, um, they have their nests, foxes have holes, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. That was a one-time statement. And you see, that statement cannot be validated in the lifestyle of Jesus. So that simply tells you that he wasn't referring to that literally. He was speaking proverbially. 
because the bible says in the beginning of even before he started his ministry as it were the bible says the disciples of john the baptist they came to jesus and they said master where do you live and the bible says jesus said come along and he took them to his house by the beach jesus had the house that had the beachfront it wasn't poor it wasn't the Bible says that there was a time it was in the sheep and the Bible says there was a storm. You know, reading Bible stories growing up, many of us had the picture of Kenu. How do you sleep in a Kenu? The Bible says they have to wake him up. If you are in a Kenu and there is a storm, they will not need to wake you up. The water will wake you up. And so when you see that, you realize what the Bible is trying to tell us is that if see, another illustration, let me give you another illustration I, can't, I don't want to quote all the scriptures because I still have a long way to go the Bible says there was a time Jesus was moving from one place to the other and the Bible says that it was in a sheep and other sheep alongside that's a convoy a poor man will <laughs> a poor man does not move in a convoy you see, if that does not convince you, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 should convince you the Bible says for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that even though he was what? rich yet for your sake he became poor to become poor means he was not poor originally he says we know the grace of our lord jesus christ that even though right he was rich yet for your sake he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich when did he become poor on calvary's cross because poverty is not the absence of cash it is the inability to generate resources that's why the Bible says that when they came to him, you know, the tax collectors, and they came to him and said, oh, we want to collect the tax. Jesus didn't have cash on him at that time. But you see, when he needed the money, he knew what to do to produce it. That's why lady marry a guy because he has money now. The question you need to ask yourself is, does he have the capacity to generate resources? He has a good job, does not mean he'll be able to maintain it. There are guys who have good jobs. They got fired from the job, and for 10 years, they are playing PS5. So it's not about what is happening now. It's about does he have the capacity? If push comes to shove, does he have the capacity to think? So when you see that in the life of Jesus, God is trying to paint a picture to you and I that this is the way to live. You can also be like that's what the Bible says is the firstborn among many brethren. You know, in this part of the world, when parents want to correct you especially if you have an elder one they say can't you see your elder one can't you see your elder brother can't you see your elder sister when god sent jesus to the world that's what he was trying to say can't you see your elder brother that's the firstborn that's the firstborn he dominated circumstances circumstances never dominated him am i making sense tonight is somebody getting something out of this tonight so god has called you and i to live a life of impact as a matter of fact, you understand that to come to this world and to die as a non-entity is a waste of existence. Because it is a waste of the investment of heaven on the inside of you. It means Jesus came and he died and you have nothing to show for it. Let me tell you this, salvation is more uh, than securing your visa to heaven. If the only reason why you got saved is for you to go to heaven, the moment you said the sinner's prayer, you should have dropped dead and gone to heaven. If that was the only reason. There is a reason why God still left you here. And Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 and verse 13. He says you are the light of the world. He says you are the salt of the earth. It simply means as a believer when you are in a sector, when you are in an industry, when you are in a field of play, that industry, that sector should not be in darkness. He says you are the salt of the earth. It simply means you should preserve the world from decadence. Things should not decay around you. 
That's what it means. And every one of us, you see, everybody will not live a life of impact, but everyone can live a life of impact. Everyone can. Everyone can. There are certain names that when you mention, everybody knows those names. Or almost everybody does. Why? Because of the lives those individuals lived. When you mention Caleb, almost everybody that's a Christian will know who Caleb was. When you mention Joshua, everybody knows who Joshua was. But if I mention Egeal, have you had Egeal before? Have you had Oshia before? Not Osia, but Oshia. <laughs> Even the name sounds impactless. <laughs> you see, those names that I mentioned, those were part of the 12 spies that Moses sent to go spy out the land. But we don't remember them simply because of the way they lived their lives. Well, you remember Caleb and Joshua because they were the only ones that said we are well able. Those other ones came back and said, oh, Moses, everything you said is the way you said it. Oh, the land flows with milk and money. But you know what? We are not able. It was only Joseph and uh, Joshua and Caleb that said we are able. Let us possess the land. Let us take it at once. But you see, Igiao, <laughs> Oshia and the likes, they said, oh, no, 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 we are not able. And that's why history does not remember them. May you never be forgotten. In the name of Jesus. You know, there are some people, you know, my pastor said something years ago. He said, when you are about to leave a place and you tell them, you know, I want to leave this place. He said, you are either going to hear two things, two words. He said, you are either going to hear when or why. If you say, I want to leave a place and they say, oh, why? It simply means that your presence made a difference. If they say when, it simply means they've been waiting to send you away. They just didn't know how to tell you. When your life has no impact, what you will always hear is when. I want to hear, ah, when? <laughs> How soon are you going? Because your presence has made no difference. So your absence will have no effect. May your life be a life of impact. In the name of Jesus. In your field of play, may you be a force to be reckoned with. In your industry, may you be a force to be reckoned with. In the name of Jesus. When you mention names like Daniel, Joseph, Esther, David, Paul the Apostle, Billy Graham, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and referred, you know, Mother Teresa. The reason why we know these names and we still refer to them was because of how they lived their lives. They lived a life of impact. A life of these were ordinary people that made up their minds that their life was not going to be ordinary. You see, let me tell you this: there is a measure of ordinariness to everybody everybody what makes people special is in the fact that they make up their mind that my life is going to have a meaning everybody is ordinary as it were you see that's why sometimes uh, you know people say things like one of the things you should not do is meet your heroes because when you meet your heroes you might end up despising that ah so this is all there is to eat because everybody as it were has a level of ordinariness it is the decision you make that my life is not going to be ordinary that makes your life different there's no successful person that has three legs or ten toes or one leg no ordinary. five fingers like you do on one hand two legs, two hands two eyes uh, one mouth but you see there are people that when you see, you look at them and you see them as if they are larger than life. Why? Because their life is making impact. And you see, those things don't just happen. People decide to make it happen. They decide to make it happen. I strongly believe that for a believer, 
it is unacceptable for you to come to this world and exit it without making an impact. I strongly believe that. That it is unacceptable. It is unacceptable for you to just come to this world. To go to school. Get good grades. Get a good job. Marry a fine girl. Or a rich guy. Buy a tokumboka. Buy a land in the Oh, where? Build a three bedroom mansion. To them, a three bedroom is a mansion. Can see how short sighted. And raise the fence so I fence everybody out and wait for death. I believe your life is more than that. I want you to look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, my life is more than that. Look at another person. If that person is not getting you, say, neighbor, my life is more than that. Life is more than that. All those things are good. But you see, they are meant to be additions. They should not be the reason why you exist. It should not be the reason. It should not be the reason. You see, if you would ask yourself, how many lives have been touched by your existence? How many lives? How many lives? There are names you mention, and it's almost as if they are still alive. Because when you live a life of impact, impact preserves your existence. It's almost as if you are still alive, though you are dead. I want you to look at your neighbor say, neighbor, I choose to live a life of impact. You see, everybody will not make impact at the same level, but everybody can make impact. You look at someone like Moses' mother. Moses' mother didn't affect the whole of Israel. But the Bible says that when the Pharaoh said every male child should be killed, the Bible says in Exodus, maybe chapter 2, thereabout, the Bible says that Moses' mother saw Moses as a baby and she knew there was something different about this child. And the Bible says she kept the child, took care of the child until the point where she could no longer hide him. And the Bible says eventually, you know, did she had to do, you know, put him in a basket, the basket, uh, the ark of bulrushes, you know. Eventually, Moses's um, um, Pharaoh's daughter hired her to take care of him. The question is, what did Moses' mother put or invest in Moses in those formative years that did not leave him? That forty years later, Moses still remembered that he was not an Egyptian. He grew up in the palace. His training was Egyptian. But 40 years later, he saw an Egyptian, right, trying to beat a Jew to death. And he stood on the side of the Jew. What did the mother put in him? That's impact. Everybody will not make impact at the same level. But everyone can live a life of impact. I remember I had the story, I don't know how far it is true, but I have it, I've had it several times, so I believe it should be true. That when Billy Graham gave his life to Christ, he gave his life to Christ at a, at a crusade. A massive crusade. And when the preacher gave an altar call, <laughs> the only person that came out was Billy Graham as a young boy. But look at the impact. Some of us don't even know who Billy Graham is. I hope you know who Billy Graham is. Because the way you are looking at me, you are like, who is that? <laughs> Billy Graham was the man referred to as the, the, the nation's pastor in the United States. You know, many people are excited when they invite them to the White House in the US. Not the White House in Yabao. <laughs> the White House. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Many preachers are excited. But you know what? For Billy Graham, preachers consider it, I'm sorry, president consider it a privilege to visit him. 
In fact, if Billy Graham just takes a picture with you as someone going for the office, you've won. There's no, it's almost as if you don't even need to do any campaign. It was that influential. Billy Graham is one of the few citizens in the United States that was given a state burial. That's the burial that they give to presidents, and he never took any office. He was just a preacher. Billy Graham never performed any miracle. There are the school ground, people, um, one leg grew out, somebody stood up from wheelchair because he understood that he was only called to preach salvation, and he preached it so well. Globally, that even when he was still in the prime of his days, when he went to England, Queen Elizabeth did everything she could to have an audience with Billy Graham. But he gave his life at a crusade where there were hundreds, probably thousands of people, and he was the only one that came out as a young boy. That preacher must have felt like a failure, but that was impact. That was impact. That was impact. What if that preacher didn't do his job well enough that day and Billy Graham was not saved? The world wouldn't have, we wouldn't have discovered what we missed until when we get to the other side of eternity. So I'm trying to tell you, everybody will not make impact at the same level, but everybody can make impact where they are. Everybody can. So what God is calling us to do as a church and as individuals in this year 2022 is to live a life of meaning. To live a life that is beyond self. To live a life that affects others. To live a life that others can refer to. That's why Jesus said you are the light of the world. Light does not exist to light itself. The purpose of light is to illuminate, illuminate the environment. To give illumination to others, not for self. Because you see, I've come to understand something. When you live a life of impact, you will not run after the things others are running after. You won't. You won't. I remember years ago, one of my mentors said something. You know, and when he said that, it just shifted my mind. Many years ago. He said, I don't need to pray for what we eat anymore. He said, because I've... I've lived a life that has been a blessing to many people around the world. He said, if I stand here now publicly, or I just go on radio, or maybe on TV, or maybe even in a church service, and I say, you know what, we don't have full stuff in our house. He said that we regret making that statement. He said, because before the end of that day, <laughs> there will be nowhere to put food anymore. That's his impact. Some people can even start, why is it that some people will be afraid to even tell people their needs? Because they know they can be overwhelmed with supplies. And some people will stand on the road and beg, tell all kinds of stories and yet get nothing. The difference is impact. Let me tell you this. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse 33, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. The things the world has painted as being the price are supposed to be additions. Those, that's, those things should not be what we are running after. They are meant to be additions. Let me rush quickly. Have you been blessed tonight? So a life of impact is a life of meaning. It's a life that inspires. It's a life that is beyond self. Is a life that keeps on making a difference even after your demise. What you must know about impact number one, everybody can make an impact. I already said that. Romans 10 and verse 12. The Bible says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So everybody can make impact. Number two, impact gives you a voice and access to corridors of power. Impact gives you a voice and access to corridors of power. 
years ago, Jolly Spirit taught me something that has really helped me. He said, don't run after relationships, certain relationships. He said, there are some relationships you succeed into. You don't run after them. You know, I see a lot of young people trying to get people's attention, successful people, they do whatever it takes, and you say, when those people don't give them audience, they have a low self-esteem, they begin to feel bad. Say, ah, you know, all these people, they don't have our time. <laughs> Let me tell you this, there are relationships you don't pursue, you just succeed into. When you get to a level, they will send for you. Even if they don't send for you, the day they eventually see you, they will recognize you. Let me tell you this, it's only your parents that are obliged uh, to raise you from ground zero. The world is not that sentimental. It's not. But fortunately, as believers, sometimes we don't understand the way the world works. Say, hey, people are not that. Nobody was called to be nice to you. That's why favor is a supernatural intervention in the affairs of men. If somebody just likes you and they prefer you, it is not normal. So for every act of favor, you should be grateful. You should acknowledge God as being the source. It's not because you are that special. Number three, impact is a kingdom demand. Impact is a kingdom demand. Matthew 5 and verse 16. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. You see that it says let. It simply means you can decide not to. But it is your responsibility. It is a demand. Let your light so shine. So you are not looking for the light. You are already the light. The question is, are you going to let it shine? You know, there's this song, this little light of mine. I remember saying, I'm going to let it shine. I don't like that song. My light, my light is not little. <laughs> Maybe if I can take the, this light of mine. Uh -huh. My light is not little. It's a global light. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You better say your own. You're looking at me. <laughs> global light. Praise the Lord. Number four, impact brings glory to God. Impact brings glory to God. Sometimes people, especially believers, you know, will real, um, relish, I think that's the right pronunciation, right? In failure. We call it humility. It's also God, you know, it's even in our songs. Amazing grace. I've told Dylan Brooks how to sing that song again. They can't change it. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch. A wretch like me. You are not a wretch. Before you gave your life to Christ, you were a wretch. After you become a believer, you are not a wretch. Jesus didn't die to make you a wretch. You know, but all those things we think is a sign of humility. Ah, God, you know me that I'm nobody. I'm not, no, no. That's rubbish. Saying all those things will make God say, ah, humble boy, humble boy. No, you are only destroying yourself self-esteem by saying those nonsense. It doesn't make God see you as a special person. It says he made you kings and priests, not a wretch. Made us kings and priests. Revelations 1 and verse 5 to 6. He says, He has made us kings and priests, and we shall reign with him. Wretches or wretched people, they don't reign. Kings and priests. Look at the neighbor and say, Neighbor, I'm a king and a priest. I'm not a wretch. Look at another person and say, I'm not a wretch. Ask them, oh, Are you? Are you? Are you a wretch? <laughs> no, I'm not a wretch. I'm not a wretch. Impact brings glory to God. When you succeed, it brings glory to God. When you succeed, you are a more credible witness. You can say God is good because people can see it. You can see it. You can see it. Because if you say God is good and he has not been good to you, how do you prove to people that he's truly a good God? Now, that does not change the goodness of God. And it doesn't mean God does not want to be good to you. It might just be that there are things you are missing. That's why the goodness of God has not manifested in your life. 
Impact brings glory to God. Next, impact is field specific. Impact is field specific. Acts chapter 9 and verse 6. And Paul trembling and astonished said, Lord, what would you have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it will be told you what you must do. Did you see that? What do you want me to do? Impact is specific. When you mention certain names, you can literally think of the things that they did that made their lives impactful. When you think of Henry Ford, you think of the Ford Motor Companies. When you think of Walt Disney, right, you think of Disney. You see, you can't have impact everywhere. But the amazing thing is, if you have impact in one place, it will seem as if you have impact everywhere. That's why this was slim mindset. I told you guys, you see, we need to work on it. If I don't even work on it, we need to stop it. All this, ah, I must be everywhere. One road does not lead to market. Is your life a market? Say, ah, we must do this one, do this one, do this one. It has to be field specific. You must be known for one thing, not many things. Not too many things. One thing is field specific. Impact is field specific. Where do you want to make impact? Is it in business? Is it in career? Is it in entertainment? Is it in fashion? Is it in education? Is it in photography? Whatever it is. But you need to be clear about it. Next, impact is a door opener. Impact is a door opener. Without impact, the doors of the corridors of power will be forever shut against you. A life of impact makes doors open to you where and when they have been shut against others. You see, just like I said moments earlier, when you make impact in one field, in a small or maybe a particular field, it gives you access into other fields. But what many people don't uh, um, don't uh, many people don't understand that. So what they try to do is they try to do so many things at once. So they look at you know successful say, ah, but this person is doing this and this and that. The question you need to ask yourself is did they did they start out doing many things? So you see people like Jeff Bezos, people like Elon Musk, you know, and Richard Branson that now they are going into space travel. The question is did they start out with space travel? No. But their impact in what they started years ago. Has opened the doors to them in other fields such that what nations are doing as individuals they can now do it and the government is not stopping them. But you cannot just rise up one day and say, I want to take people to the moon, they will arrest you. <laughs> take people to which moon? <laughs> you first take yourself there. Now we have people who have paid for the next 10 years just to go to the moon. It's no longer a futuristic thing. It's already happening. Taking people, they've not gotten to the moon, but started taking people to outer space. So when you go out of the earth, you see the old ladder, you come back down. And the money is gone. <laughs> Smart guys. You know, years ago I was reading, you know, uh, um, one of the plans of um, Dubai. And they said maybe in the next 20 years or something, they want to build an hotel, be on mass on the moon. Because they've done, if they say they will do it, everybody will believe them. Because they built Bojala. If Nigerian government says they want to build that, they will be the only one to stay there. <laughs> but those guys have done the impossible in areas where nobody ever thought they could do it. So if they say they want to build, in fact, a floating hotel, everybody's like, ah, let's you, we do it, we believe you. So impact is a door opener. You see, one of the greatest good you can do for yourself is to make up your mind that your life will be impactful. You see, it will make your journey in life easier. 
Do you know successful people when they do big things, they really pay for it? You don't know that. When you see the people doing parties, most of those parties they are not paying for it. It's the people that pay for it. One person pays for car, one person pays for all, one person because everybody's looking for the favor of a great man. So instead of trying to look for the favor of great men, make up your mind to be great. You'll get it. It's not in prayer. I'm just saying you'll get it over time. <laughs> but if you want to say amen, it's fine. Impact, we also need to understand, is not gender defined. The destiny of the woman is not tied to the kitchen or the bedroom. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? You see, many of us agree with that mentally. But if we are still not... You know, that's why in this part of the world, when parents see a lady doing well and she's not married, they are concerned. Say, ah, be careful. You want to, I don't buy a car. Eh? You want to rent a house. Oh, Niroko, you will not see a husband. Because they have come to believe unconsciously, even though they sent her to school, they believe that that education somewhere, somehow, must still end up in the kitchen. A woman by the name of Deborah. Deborah was the one that delivered the children of Israel at a particular season from their enemy. She was a woman. Esther, the nation of Israel wouldn't have existed as we know it today without an Esther. Esther delivered the nation from ethnic cleansing. As a woman, you are valuable. I want you to look at the women around you. Tell them you are valuable. Tell them you are valuable. Your life can make impact. And even the ladies, you yourself, you must believe yourself. The average woman, once they get out of school, the only thing they're already thinking is, ah, now, marriage. It's fine. If that's your goal. But let me tell you this, your destiny is not limited to that. It's not limited to that. It's not limited to that. Next, impact is not limited by race. Impact is not limited by race. That's why Galatians 3 and verse 28, the Bible says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither is there bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The color of your skin is not a reflection of your intelligence. You know, some people, if they are next to a white person, they automatically feel small. Let me tell you this, the fact that somebody is white-skinned, or light skin does not mean they have sense. There are so many white, stupid people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people just automatically assume, eh, white person. They'll just be, what's wrong with you? The fact that someone is white does not mean they are right. They may be very wrong. Very wrong. And we have seen it. Like America now, they are very wrong about marriage. Very, very wrong. You can't be watching American movies and reading American books to believe about marriage or to follow their template for marriage. Your marriage will feel blatantly. You can't use American model to raise children. Where children call fathers by name and you say it's a contemporary environment. Contemporary nonsense. You say, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like we're just contemporary. A father raised you and you are calling him by name. Grandmother by name. Where's the culture of honor? Where's the kingdom culture of honor? But you know, some of you know, their parents now who don't want their children to understand their language deliberately. They say, No, I, I want my children to have accents. They can have accents and you lose them. I was talking with someone a couple of weeks ago, and the person said, Ah, Pastor, my children are coming to Nigeria. I said, Why? He said, This is a wrong place to raise children. A wrong place to raise children. But many of us just believe, Ah. America is the key. You know, some people even believe that if you are in Nigeria, you are at a, dis- a disadvantage. Let me tell you this. Are people will go there and give people money there. 
America is not the key to success. Neither is Canada or UK. The most important thing is to be in the center of God's will. If it's Canada for you, fine. If that's God's center of God's um, will for you, fine. If it's UK, fine. But please understand this. Impact is not race specific. It's not limited by race. It's not. It's not. It's not. And last under that is this. Impact is not age restricted. Starting early puts you at a place of advantage in life. There is no doubt about that. The earlier you start, the better it is. But you see, if you don't start early, you can still catch up. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Some of you are saying, yes, I'm still early. Let me tell you this. Better understand early from biblical context. David was already anointed king at the age of 17. Joseph already had a day. Many of us were in our 20s. You think, oh yes, I'm still young. You are no longer young. So because there are people that are, me, me, I'm still young. So you are thinking of maybe people in their 40s or 50s. Those are the ones that are not young. You are missing it. Joseph at the age of 17 already had that dream. That was going to be a world leader. Colonel Sanders started his business, Kentucky Fried Chicken. If you don't know Colonel Sanders, you know Kentucky Fried Chicken. You must have eaten their chicken before. He started the business at the age of 65. He didn't have the privilege of starting early, but he made up his mind that will not die the way I lived. My life has no impact, but I must not die without having impact. The last time I checked, there are 52,000 outlets of KFC globally for a business that started at the age of 65. So I don't know what your age here is tonight. Make up your mind that I'm not going to die the way I've lived the past years of my life. Joyce Meyer, they say she's the most book preacher in the world. Joyce Meyer, if you want to get her to speak somewhere, you must book her like five years ahead. She's a woman. But you know, Joyce Meyer started her ministry in her 40s. In her 40s. In her 40s. So what are the requirements for impact? I'm going to start to give us one tonight. And I'll continue from there tomorrow. Have you been blessed tonight? Number one is determination. Determination. Somebody say determination. Determination Determination simply means deciding to do whatever it legally and ethically takes for as long as it takes to see your vision come true. I'm going to say that again. Determination simply means deciding to do what it legally and ethically takes for as long as it takes to see your vision come true. You must determine in your mind. You see, that is where it starts from. And determination, oh, for determination is decision, choosing. That's why God said to the children of Israel, if you can have it on the screen, Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and 19. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. God said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, do what? Therefore, do what? Choose life. That both you and your seed may live. So God is presenting, always presenting options before us. One of the most powerful weapons that God has given mankind is the power of choice. Is the power of choice. There is a call upon every believer to live a life of impact. But God cannot force impact on you. You must decide that the way I've come to this world is not the way I'm going to exit it. 
I had a statement many years ago and it never left me. So when you come into this world, people rejoice and you cry. So when you are leaving this world, it should be the flip, it should be the reverse. You should be happy and people should be crying. But you know for many people, when you are leaving, what? <laughs> they, are, they are even happy. Ah, it's, it's, good. it's good this man is finally leaving. But when you truly live a life of impact, when you are living, even if you are living at 120, people will still not want you to live. That's impact. And you see, it doesn't just happen by default, it happens by choice. You can make up your mind that the way I came to this world is not the way I'm going to live this world. There are names that if you mention today, even in our own environment, everybody knows those names. You know, Remember years ago when I go to some people who just ask me, ah, because there is a man that's a politician years ago. So I made up my mind, I said, no, 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 I'm going to change, I'm going to change that. I'm on that quest. I'm going to change it. I'm going to be refined. I don't even know who the man is. Remember that, and that back then, like 10 years ago, maybe 5 years ago, I just googled my name and it's the man I was saying, ah, how can a dead man be more relevant than me? I said, no, I'm going to change this. You know, there are people that when you mention, when you go to a place, maybe an office, and you mention your name, they say, Ah, which one? From where? Where are you from? Because that name represents something. That's why the Bible says a good name is a good thing. A good name is better than, is it riches or something like that? You see, make up your mind that you will leave a good name behind. See, let me tell you this money can finish. We've seen somebody said that years say that years ago. He said, even if the spirit that consumes money enters into his wealth, Agba no. <laughs> he said the spirit will die inside the wealth. The money is finished now. But let me tell you this: a good name. You can't finish a good name. Some years ago, the nation of Israel celebrated four thousand years of David's reign. Four thousand years. I don't even think anybody knows where David was buried. That's why today you still see the, fly, uh, the star of David. It's, it's, a, it's an icon in the nation of Israel. I think it's even part of their flag. The star of David. The star of David. Because of how David lived his life. Make up your mind that this year 2022 is not going to be like every other year. This year there will be no hustle. It's not a You will make up your mind that this year my steps will be precise. And everything I do is going to be in the line of impact. Let me tell you this. If you have never done it, try it for one year. Just say for one year, I want to try this. Let me tell you this. One year is not that long and it's not that short. Just make up your mind. You've been living your life a particular way all through these years. Make up your mind that the next... How many days left now? 365 minus 18 days. Where's a good calculator? <laughs> calculator. Huh? Three what? 350 something. Whatever. Make up your mind that the remaining days left in this year, my life is going to make a difference. My life is going to make a difference. I'm going to live a life of impact. Start with your neighbor. Start with the people living around you. Start from your local church. You see, one of the greatest advantage God has given us as believers is the local church. The local church refines you. The local church grooms you. The local church helps you to develop what is on your inside. You say you can sing. Try first in the local church. So when you go for the Riyaza and they tell you to sing, and when you sing, the Holy Spirit just leaves Riyaza. You know you have not been called to sing. <laughs> you can test it there. That's one of the benefits of the local church. Your excesses can be managed. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? You can be groomed and beaten. 
that no 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 you don't do things this way that's why when you are corrected in the local church you submit yourself to correction because that correction if you don't receive it it will wait for you in the future but there are some people like that when you correct them say no no no, no. What, what do they mean They'll talk to me like that is it because i'm going to that church <laughs> by the way it's not even church it's church this is not a church <laughs> so when you go to church they will correct you in churches <laughs> praise god but make up your mind make up your mind Make up your, is anybody going to make that commitment tonight? That the year 2022 is going to make a difference in my life. It's not just going to be another year. I want you to pray about that tonight. I want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me this year to live a life of impact. Help me this year. Let my life make a difference. Let this year 2022, let it be a year like no other in the, in the history of my existence.